Well, hello, hello. How are you doing? How are you doing? This is the S. Anthony Thomas. This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast, episode number 392. Thank you, thank you, thank you for coming back. Thank you for listening. We're closing in on episode 400. Oh, yeah. And we're going to do something special for episode 400. I'm going to record that entire episode with my pants off. <laughs> Actually, that's not special because I record all episodes with my pants off. <laughs> you did not need to know that. <laughs> I should cut that part out of the show. <laughs> story time, folks. This episode is going to be a story time episode. And I want to talk to you about something interesting, folks. You ever just have the joy of something absolutely sucked out by someone else? Something you looked forward to, something you wanted to do, something you couldn't get enough of. And the joy got sucked right out of it. Because I was looking at a couple... I didn't know them, but I, you know, you, you you go to a place, you go to, maybe you go to a store and, you know, the store becomes part of your walking, living universe. So you start to see the same people. You don't necessarily approach them. You don't necessarily become friends with them. They're in one shopping line. You're in another shopping line and you notice that you've seen them before, right? And if you go to the same store long enough and you see the same couple long enough, even if you don't interact with them, you can see the evolution of their relationship right in front of you. Right. The first time you become aware of them, they're all feeling each other up, trying to do little secret feels. He squeezes her butt. He 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 she grabs him someplace. Right. And you're sitting there going, you're not even jealous. You're going, you know what? I would like to be that happy. I would like to find him beautiful sister that I can spend time with and she can be my woman and have me happy as those two. That's beautiful, right? That's what I'm thinking. Also, wow, she's got a cute butt. <laughs> Don't judge me, F y'all. Right? But like I said, man, you go to the supermarket every week or every couple of weeks or every few days or whatever it is, and for some reason you keep seeing the same couple and they're still happy and some weeks go by. Still happy. Some months go by happy but not that kind of happy but that's normal you know they're not a new toy to each other right like when you're in a new relationship you're a new toy to the other person you're a new toy to the other person a new toy to the other person and you get used to them and sometimes it becomes cool most of the time if it's great it just evens out and you're just having a great time more months go by all of a sudden you know, they don't have the same sound in their voice when they're talking to each other, right? You can't, and you never really hear what they're saying, but in the beginning, and now it's, oh, they're not as happy, right? Some more time goes by, a couple of years go by, and all of a sudden, if you didn't know they were a couple in the supermarket, you would think they were just two strangers having a bad day in the supermarket and something happened to that relationship something happened to them that sucked the joy out of it oh no i know what it's like to have the joy sucked out of things my friend i know what it's like right entertaining people making people laugh is a complete joy for me it's been a joy for me since i was a little kid and I was a little kid, I used to make recordings. Ironically, as a middle-aged man, I'm doing it again. But when I was a kid, I used to make recordings. And at the time, I didn't care if anybody heard them. I just wanted to make the little jokes and sketches. I never actually played it for anybody. It was just the pure joy of creation. I literally never played it for anyone. Didn't care if they heard it because it didn't matter. It wasn't about numbers or how many people are listening to it or if I saw the person laugh. No, I knew it was funny and it didn't matter. Now, how, how, how serious was I about this? I'll tell you. 
I used to get dropped off at my grandmother's house and my mother was going to work and I, you know, during the summertime and I would stay with my grandma. I have a great time. One of my best friends lived on the corner, the corner house, two houses down. His family was the, was ran a corner store and I would always hang out there. And I, I was almost like one of the members of the family. You know, I would go in the store and I wouldn't have to pay for stuff. Sometimes I, I didn't ask for the stuff, but the guy would go, no, it's okay. Okay. You can take the, take the, you, take the, you take that. Okay. Okay. Great. Thank you, mister. Right. I didn't say his name on purpose, by the way. Of course, I knew what his name was. And so I, so we were cool. And I enjoyed this dude's company. He was my friend, as, as my best friend as a child, or one of my best friends as a child. But I started making those recordings. And when I made those recordings, all of a sudden, instead of running over to my friend's house about three seconds after my mother dropped me off, it became maybe an hour or so, maybe two hours, maybe three, hours, maybe four. sometimes I got there at nine, didn't go to play with his ass and go. Well, not play with his ass. That's a different type of podcast. <laughs> I'm going to cut that part out because people are going to take it the wrong way. <laughs> Ironically, I'm playing with my own ass right now. Wow. Y'all didn't need to know that. F y'all back to me. Hang out with my friend. And man. It was two o'clock sometimes I, I, from nine to, to about one thirty. I was making recordings. And it was pure joy. When I got older, I decided to do stand up comedy. And I know you can all relate to this. Obviously, you're not stand up comics or podcasters or broadcasters or anything. But there was something that you love to do. And something from the outside sucked the joy right out of it. Oh, right. I started doing stand up comedy it was great. Stand on stage. And instead of recording off to my side, off to the side in the corner, playing, my, playing bits and into my headphones and listening to myself and go, hey that was pretty good now there were people that didn't know me i'm 17 years old now i'm not 12 anymore i'm 17 it's five years later you did the math right i'm 17 years old i'm standing on stage in front of people that don't know me telling them my funny stories and my ideas walk up on stage blah 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 blah, blah. you hear the laugh oh they laugh Ooh. Right. You do the next bit. They laugh harder. Right. You do a bunch of bits in a row. Bop, 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 and now they're clapping. Whoa. This feels great. Awesome. Wow. I was having fun recording in the in, off to the side. And now I'm telling these jokes to people that. Wow. This is incredible. Yay. Pure joy. Yay. But once you take the stuff you create off to the side for pure joy and you put it in front of other people, all of a sudden other things come into play. All of a sudden, you see someone who's not getting any laughs get a better spot on the show than you or to get a spot on the show you can't get on. And instead of just thinking about the pure joy of making the bits, all of a sudden, you're like, how come he gets an eight o'clock spot and I don't get this? I get a six o'clock spot. There's nobody in there when I get on. But when he gets on, there's 150 people in there. That's not fair. And what about that and this, that and that? And all of a sudden, the time on stage is the only time you enjoy comedy. Everything else absolutely sucks because the joy was sucked out. Imagine if you love baking, you love baking, you make great cakes, you, you're doing the cakes for the pure joy of creating the cakes, right? You're experimenting with the recipes. It's a hobby for you. And you, through trial and error, come up with an incredible recipe and you make this cake, you give it to your family. Here, here's a slice of cake. This cake's incredible. And they talk to the other family members and all of a sudden everybody goes, oh, what about that? I heard you made a cake. You got any more of that cake? Like, As a matter of fact, I do. Huh? And everybody has a slice of cake. And everybody, every time they come over, they have a slice of cake and it's great. You like making cake. You can't eat all the damn cake yourself. You have just enough relatives come by to eat the cake, to take care of the cake that you made. And you feel great. It's a great feeling. I make cake. They all love the cake. Right? Pure joy. 
Then you give the cake to a neighbor and they go, oh, that's an incredible cake, right? That neighbor tells someone else, oh, an I'd like some cake too. And all of a sudden now you're giving cake to this neighbor. Now you feel obliged because this neighbor told five other neighbors. Now you're making six cakes a week and you only made one cake every couple of weeks. Now all of a sudden you make that cake, you make that cake, you make that cake, you make that cake. They are not even, even giving you money for the damn cake. Now all of a sudden you got an expense and you got to make six cakes. You can't fix six cakes into your daggone oven you can only fit two cakes and now you gotta go through three baking sessions and pay for the crap for these chumps to eat and you didn't oh now it's annoying now when you think about baking that cake and all the things that were great about baking that cake now all of a sudden you get annoyed right you used to stir that oh this is great i'm stirring it this is great we put my finger in there Ah, this dough tastes, tastes great. Look at my homemade frost. Oh, that's incredible. This is the best and incredible and greatest. And now you're stirring it and you're like, hey, you make all these cakes. And ungrateful mother jumpers ain't even, they ain't even offer to give me money for the cake. And you go out, you give them the cake and you're not smiling anymore. And you go, man, it was, was kind of tough making that cake, man. She was getting a little, you know, and you start complaining about that. They go, oh, you know what? You, you're right, man. I shouldn't have you making the cake. Actually, let me give you some money for this cake. And you go, okay, cool, cool, cool. And you're thinking, okay, at least I don't feel like a chump. And they all get guilted by that person and giving you money for the cake. And they all pay you for the cakes. And now here's the thing. Now that you made the cake and they paid you for the cake, now all of a sudden they start treating you like you work for them. Before it was just a nice gesture. Before it was a hard, now, uh, hey man, look, uh, I really like that cake. You know what? Um, got some friends coming up. I'm gonna need two of them cakes, all right? So I'm gonna give you the money right now. Make sure you get them cakes to me by five o'clock. Now all of a sudden you're taking orders, and you ain't you you, you you got a job, a life of wife, kids, and other crap you want to do. Now all of a sudden you're taking damn cake orders from your punk ass neighbors, and they suck all the joy out of it. And now you don't want to make any cakes, but now like an idiot, you were such a wimp, you decided to take the orders from these idiots, and now you gotta make 24 cakes before you can tell them to go kiss your butts. And then you make the 24 cakes. It just kind of evens out on the money because they never really offered you the amount of money you should have had in the first place with their punk asses. <sighs> you don't even want to make cakes anymore because they poisoned it. Suck the joy out of it. I had a relationship like that. It was great. Right? When you're in a relationship with somebody, you want to spend time with them all the time with them. You can't wait to spend time with them. You pick up the phone, her voice is on the other end of the phone, and you listen to her, and your voice is there. She, talks, she starts talking to you all of a sudden. Your heart starts beating fast. You got this stupid smile on your face, and you know you have a stupid smile on your face because you turn to the right. There's a mirror right there, and you see the stupid smile on your face, which would normally be embarrassing. Or if you saw it on a friend's face, you'd ridicule the bastard for the next 50 years, but that dumb smile's on your face, and you don't mind you don't mind because the smile means you're talking to her and everything's fantastic when you're talking to her she feels the same way about you oh yeah and it's fantastic every time you think about her you start to smile oh yeah oh yeah it's great right you're not you're not super serious yet but you're not thinking about anybody else. What the hell you want to date three women for? What, you got an ego boost that you got to prove that you can date three women? All you got to do is lie to three women. It's a bad thing to do. I'd never did it. I'm not doing it now and won't do it in the future. But it's not difficult to do, right? You have a feeling. You're pretty sure she's not seeing anybody else, right? You regress in a relationship to the part where you and her go and boom, boom, chicka, boom, 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 
and you start getting it on and it feels great why because you went from not having sex to having sex and the sex with this beautiful woman oh yeah right and she's having sex with you and you're beautiful to her oh yeah and it feels great yeah and then you openly say declare your love for each other and now you're in a serious relationship you're not just dating and getting it on you're dating and getting it on and now she is your girlfriend he is your boyfriend and you'll notice what happens is the moment that declaration happens when you get it on after you do now it was just cute girl i was seeing getting it on and it felt great but all of a sudden now you jump on top of her and she jumped on top of you and it feels 10 times better because you're happy you're in a relationship you're serious oh yeah it's like the video game right it's the same genitals you have the same genitals you had yesterday she has the same genitals she had yesterday why does it feel so much better now why because just like a video game it's the same video game but you've unlocked an achievement girlfriend achieve a bing because that's what you hear in your head when you get it on she's down there listening to you bing 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 because the achievement has been unlocked more joy more joy and then all of a sudden you get involved you're seriously involved maybe you move into with each other maybe you get married and you're really serious now you're splitting bills you got a joint bank account you you, you, you make those annoying stupid ass answering machine method big we're not home right now, but we're not dead yet. And, and then, you, then you start talking at the same time, but you can call us later. Anyway, and the people on the other end of the phone are like, I don't know whether to be happy for them or to drive to their house and slap the crap out of both of their punk asses. But you know what I'm talking about. And once you make that commitment, that final commitment, whether it be marriage or living together, all of a sudden you jump on top of each other and bing, 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 another achievement's unlocked and it feels even better to get it on. Why? Because everything's great. You know she's yours and all that kind crap she knows you're hers oh yeah pure joy you enjoy each other's company but just like the couple in the supermarket oh oh right it starts to get bad the best relationships are the kind of relationships if it's at its absolute best absolute best it's you and her are best friends who get it on on a on a regular basis right your best friend the best girlfriend for a man is a lady that he loves to death and he can give her that good deep business right right and you feel good giving her that good deep business you're not giving that good deep business to anybody else you're just giving her that good deep business right and ladies you know what i'm talking about he's the guy you want right you don't want to be with anybody else and while he's giving you the good deep business you're taking him to milcomville oh you're taking him on long trips to milcomville he's giving you the deep good business the good deep business you take him to milcomville and everything's fantastic because your best friends that go in to get the good deep business and going to milcomville but unfortunately in many cases it's not about the good deep business because you don't get as much good deep business after a while. She doesn't take you to Milcomville that often, right? You start to resent each other, right? All of a sudden, it's like when you, when you leave a video game for a long period of time and you used to be real good at it. You decide to play it again and all of a sudden you can't get past certain levels of bing, bing, bing. What happened to bing, bing, bing? It just went, bing. oh, the cartridge is broken. Yeah, I said cartridge, I'm old F y'all. I know it's discs now and download. Shut up, punks. <laughs> but all of a sudden, the joy gets sucked out. You're starting to fight with each other, right? You're being picky with her. She's being picky with you. And it's not fun anymore. 
because the joy got sucked out, right? The shoe on the floor, you want to kick that shoe across the floor, out the window and over the balcony, and then have her running around like a chicken with her head cut off, looking for the shoe. And you know damn well she's never going to find the shoe unless she gets in the elevator and goes downstairs to look for it. I don't know where the shoe is. She's running around, help me look for it. And you feel like a moron helping her look for it because you know damn well you kicked that damn thing over the balcony, right? And she doesn't know that you did it and she can't prove that you did it. And you do feel bad for doing it because you didn't mean to kick it that hard. You definitely didn't mean for it to fly off the balcony, right? But she knows you did something. She now thinks maybe you threw it in the trash or you hid it from her. So now she's looking at you waiting for you to get an opportunity to do something to you. Oh, yes, she does. Oh, yes, she does. And then she does some stuff to you. Nothing you can prove. Right. Some kind of passive aggressive crap. You can't prove it. And you're in the same situation she was in with that stupid shoe. And you're going back and forth doing passive aggressive stuff to each other. And every time you do that, you know, like that health bar in a video game where it goes down, 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 down. It goes down every time there's a hit. It all of a sudden goes down to zero. Oh, no. Game over. All the joy was sucked out of the relationship. Well, I don't know what your specific stories are. But I'm pretty sure if you're like every like everybody I've physically met, that there's something that brings joy to you or someone that brings maybe it's a relationship that brings joy to you, a hobby that brings joy to you, any kind of activity that brings joy to you. And if you feel that joy, make sure you pay close attention to the people that are around you. Because if you notice, it's usually the people that are around you that take that straw Stick it into your joy, the joy and go and suck all the joy out. You got to be very, very careful. You can't let everybody get to your joy, my friends. So as I've learned when I was a little kid, I used to love to make recordings and I used to love to make people laugh. And I had the joy sucked out of those things by people that were around me. But as a middle aged man who looks much, much younger than he actually is and who's very, 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 very cute. I just want to let you know that I've refound my joy because I've begun. Well, I have actually done this already. I noticed all the people that were around me that were taking that straw, sticking it in my joy and slurping all the joy out. And I very methodically got rid of those people. And I also noticed they were habits that have been created on my part that much like the people put a straw in my joy and slurped out the joy. And I methodically I'm in the process of er eradicating those habits. You can't let things take the joy from you, people. And I'm not just saying that because you're my listeners and I love you. Okay, that's primarily the reason I'm saying it, because the people that aren't listening to this, the hell with them. Let their joy. Though, I mean, <laughs> I keep forgetting at some point, a lot of them will, will be new listeners. It just if you're a new listener, you're not just said the hell with you to let your joy get sucked out. I just want to let you know that that now that you're a listener, that doesn't apply to you. <laughs> Don't judge me. So, folks, listen, there's something out there that brings you joy. And as long as it's not something stupid, as long as it's not something that hurts somebody else. Enjoy, my friends, and don't let anybody take it from you. You dig? Cool. See you.